Welcome to People Under the Scares, Pat. Ooh, under. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to People Under the Scares podcast, where we discuss everything scary, spooky, and disturbing in horror. This is Mike. And this is Bobby. <laughs> and today, we are continuing our view of Fear Street, uh, specifically Fear Street 1978 our favorite episode of the trilogy. Um, But before we get into that, I guess we should give a recap of 1994 because this is a continuation. We have Dina and Sam, uh, star-crossed lovers who are on the outs because Sam is with a boy and moving to another town. And... Essentially, they invoke the curse of a witch who is coming after Sam and trying to get her killed by all of the serial killers of Shadyside's past. And they get to the end. They think they've done it. They've saved Sam, but they have not. And now we're getting into Fear Street 78, which is technically a flashback. Yes. Uh, 94. We, we talked about it on the last one, clearly. And, you know, that one was a fun episode. The nostalgia as far as some of the references that we've seen um, that took us back to Scream and, you know, a, a few other slashers and stuff. That was a good-ass time. Loves, well, liked some of the characters. But now, 1978, this is the, uh, the I guess, the cherry on top. Even technically, is really not because this isn't the last movie. But for me, as far as action and violence and, you know, just the campiness, uh yes. <laughs> uh I, this is my favorite one and I'm excited to talk about 1978. Yes, it is quite the ride. It is very um Friday the 13th-esque. So I did say that I like this better than Jason Lives because to me it kind of reminds me of that. Um but we will I mean we could get into it now, shit. Hello? Our last chance. How do we end this? You have to go back to 1978. The first day of camp. Run! One way or another, you're gonna die tonight. There it is. It's not just a diary, it's a map. I'm not letting you die. My sister's still out there! But the plot is essentially you have two sisters, Cindy Berman and Ziggy. Ziggy, 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 yeah, Z. Ziggy Berman, Zig, uh, and they are 
at a camp, uh, Camp Nightwing, which is basically Camp Crystal Lake, if you ask me, we learn that, well, we basically we're getting a flashback of C. Berman. She goes by C. Berman. And then, uh, you know, obviously when uh, Dina and her brother go there because they're trying to save Sam. So uh, they break oh. into C. Berman's home and, you know, they have a, yes. a conversation, which is crazy to me because you're like, I understand that you're you're in desperate need of help. But like you're breaking into this woman's home, to, you know, to, to get help to help your crazy ass girlfriend. Sure. Uh, so. In the beginning of this, C. Berman is actually sitting the kids down for a ghost story, <laughs> um, a mm. true ghost story and stuff that happened to her. And it's not revealed who she actually is. She obviously just go by C. Berman. So she tells the story about her and her sister and what they went through in Camp Nightwing in 1978. Yes. And they open with The Man Who Sold the World, which is a great song. Hmm. Um, I would sing it, but I don't want to get sued. You're not going to get sued. Go ahead. It's so good. <laughs> One thing we can give the at least the first two movies is that they're the music. Um, people call them neo drops, but the amazing. It takes us. They playing just the bangers, and it, it takes us back in the time period where we were growing up, and we were listening to these type of songs. Not so much nineteen seventy eight, but we grown to love those songs because we probably seen those in other movies, heard them, you know, from our parents or whatever the case may be. But yeah, both of these movies they got some dope ass music. They do, and now we're saying this. I wonder if there's a soundtrack on Spotify. I need to go download if. They have it. Speaking of that, like I, I, I'm, I'm low key annoyed that this is out on Netflix because you know Netflix don't really release any other. They don't release physical copies of their movies and TV shows. Mm. So you can't even own this unless you get like a bootleg somewhere. It's not like a physical copy anywhere. I never realized that. Yeah. Let's talk about Ziggy and Cindy, right? So we have Ziggy who. I don't remember your name. I apologize, but you're also the girl who plays Max in Stranger Things. Poor, poor Max. Um, she's like a little feisty, angsty teen, rebellious, gets picked on, but she doesn't take a lot of shit. And um, then we have Cindy. She's the oldest sister. She's a little more put together. She's trying to be responsible and, and being a pain in the ass with her sister, but also trying to make her more responsible as well and not reflect badly on her. Low-key, Cindy was a little annoying in the beginning of this. I'm not going to lie. But I like her progression throughout the movie. Yeah, me too. Um, Sadie Sink, I believe, is uh, Ziggy's real... Well, the actress, um, Sadie Sink, who plays, you know, on Stranger Things. And at first, I was going to be a little annoyed with her being in this just because in the beginning of Stranger Things, I did not like her character (laughs) at all. Um, Mm. But I actually liked her character in here. Usually... When we get characters that start off right off the bat annoyed and kind of like bitchy and whatever, she didn't bother me in this. I was just like, I actually kind of feel bad for her because of what how they're treating her. She's kind of like, you know, uh, what's the word? Kind of just like 
the one that everybody just picks on. Yeah, an outcast. That's what it is. An outcast. And I kind of feel bad for her. Uh, Because everybody's saying she's possessed by the witch and blah, 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 blah. And she's doing all these things. The bitch was jealous. She had personality. She had spark. Sheila was a jealous motherfucker. And I couldn't stand Sheila. Ooh, I was hoping she was getting (laughs) fucked up in this fucking movie. Oh, (laughs) they open up. The kids are all chasing her down. They tie her up to some fucking tree. Sheila, well, burns her. Ziggy did get one off. She popped her in the face with her elbow. Um, but this really derives from the shady side versus Sunny Vale uh, rivalry that apparently has just been going on for ages. And at this camp, they have something called Color Wars, which I immediately was like, "What is? What do we say? What do we Color Wars? What are y'all talking about?" Because that's where my mind immediately went when I heard that. So you never done anything like that before as a kid. Or in camp or anything like color had like a color wars type of. I never went to camp. Um, okay. Never went to camp. Um, I mean, we did. What was that? Catch the flag, whatever the fuck that shit is called. I, I could see, but okay. So we did have field day though. So I think I feel like we wore different. We wore something so we knew who was in what class. I don't remember what we did because that was a long ass time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I never went to camp, so I never did any of that. I wish I got to go to camp one time. It looks like everybody's just fucking down, not doing anything else, having fun. That's what you want to. That's why you want to go. I think I would have experienced life a little bit sooner if I did camp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I never done camp, but I did one of those like summer camps in school where you go to your actual school and you go like on field trips and shit. And learn stuff within this, like while you're in school, but you always go back home. It was one of those type <laughs> of. It was always one of those things. Like I never spent the night out or spent the you know time away at a sleepaway camp and uh, get to know different types of people and whatever. Like I never had that experience. But we did play a lot of games and went to a lot, like went to a lot of crazy places and stuff, um, which was pretty dope. But we done mm. something like Color Wars before. I remember. I'm not too sure like you. I'm not too sure if it was called uh, Color Wars, but it was definitely something different where we was battling against another like school or whatever the case may be. But it was all in fun. I guess it's kind of like Wild and Wild. Wait, is it Wild and Crazy Kids or Wild, Wild and Crazy Kids? Oh, that's the song where they say it twice. Wild and Crazy Kids where they were on different teams, mm-hmm. different color shirts. You had uh, Cuba Gooding's uh, Omar Gooding uh, oh, from just, Baby Boy. Oh, man. I used to love stuff like that. Like that, Legend of the Hidden Temple. Oh, uh, yeah. Nickelodeon had like the best game shows. What was the arcade one? Do, 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 do. I don't <laughs> remember that ahead. name of this. Legend, Legend of the Hidden Temple probably was my favorite. What was the other one? Something Guts or some? No, that's not. Yeah, it was called Guts. Yeah, it was just called Guts. With all the green slime and shit. Mm-hmm. And they hit the climb. Yeah, like I probably would have been better at that. Legend of the Hidden Temple, I would have been probably good at the last one, but the listening to the story and all that shit, I would have sucked at that. No, those fucking um, people that come out the fucking rocks and grab you would have got me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be so scared of those things, those people. Um, Figure It Out was a fun one, too. It's kind of like a kid's uh, Jeopardy or something like that. 
And you had mm. like the celebrities from the different Nickelodeon shows guest on there. That was pretty cool. I miss Lori Beth this. Denberg. Yes. Here comes Lori, De- Lori Beth Denberg with vital information for your everyday life. <laughs> and she just sitting here like this just yes <laughs> uh, and that shit was so funny to us I did go back and try watching I was like this is not it's so what like, I remember no. it's not what I remember at it's all not, and don't get me wrong like I still love all that but her vital information I'm like why did we crank up at some of the stuff that she said that shit was not funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm like huh question mark I can only imagine what my mean? mom was thinking when we were watching it and she just like why are y'all laughing at that? <laughs> and you had Kel playing a guy in the bathtub. Or Keenan. Keenan. Keenan playing a guy in the bathtub. I actually found him funny. <laughs> I still do. He, um, Keenan playing Super Dude. And he had to battle mm. different types of villains. Uh, all right. Sorry. We're going on a thing. Here. <laughs> just. You, you unlocked the memory, so now I'm going down memory. Yeah. Let, let, okay, let's go into the parallels of Friday the 13th and Fear Street 1978, because we have, obviously, it's a camp setting. Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Nightwing, sex-crazed mm-hmm. teenagers, which I was like, first of all, Alice and Arnie, they were fucking, fucking, fucking in this damn camp. Cherry bomb. Yes. Yes. I was like, how old are these fucking people? How old are they supposed to be? And it's not even like, let's sneak and fuck. It's like they loud, bumping up against shit. It's Lewis probably everywhere. Oh, God. Like, you don't see yeah, her. No you nudity. don't see her chat. You don't see her breasts. Um, the only nudity I think we do see is when the other characters are having sex and what's the name gets up and you see his ass cheeks. Oh. Which I don't really think that's how I low key I like that. Else. I like that scene. Of course, because you like. Uh, Ass. <laughs> <laughs> and not him scratching his bare ass. Ew. Did Arnie like stick his dick through the dick, the 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 hole of the dra- his drawers? What? You said there was. <laughs> oh, there was no nudity in the, in the first scene. So like Probably. he put it through the hole. Either that, or maybe he had his pants down slightly. It wasn't down all the way, so that way uh, his shirt was probably long I'm, enough. It's 78. What kind of underwear did they wear back then? I'm assuming tidy whities Tidy whities I don't think you all. can put your dick through the hole. I don't know. He probably just had them slit slightly down. His shirt was covering the rest of it. I don't know. You make me want to go back and look real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there but yeah. were sex-crazed teens. Uh, we have Jason Voorhees. Uh, esque character we have Tommy which I was like is this supposed to be like a play on Tommy Jarvis with the name mm-hmm. um Alice too I mentioned yes, Alice because too. Alice is a character in the first Friday at 13 and there's a character named Alice on here yes mm-hmm. and the only difference is that kids die in this and they do not die in Friday the 13th Jason lives at least right I don't get so, it. I wasn't a fan of it. I was upset by it when I did a right, rewatch. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like since you know that everybody loves Jason Liz, that you're just going to keep poking. You're like poking a bear. And what I will say, and I don't care if I'm being biased, 
that I I do love Jason Lives. For what it was, especially in the 80s, and I think I mentioned this before, I think they were scared to do stuff like that as far as killing children because they would either have to cut it out, the film wouldn't get made, or they probably would have gotten in trouble because movies weren't allowed to show things like that. Um, and also, I think it was more... Speculation. <laughs> and I think you can get away with more stuff now than stuff then. What I also appreciate about Jason Liz is that it was suspenseful because you didn't know that he was going to kill these kids or not. It was a lot of moments where Jason, come, well, it's probably a couple moments he came across the children, particularly the little blonde girl in the bed, and he was like getting really close to her. You didn't know if he was going to like roll up in there and just butcher all them kids. So it was very suspenseful for that time where you're just like, oh my gosh, like he's going to get him. He's going to get him. He didn't, but. That's fine for me. Um, he should have. But go ahead. Yeah, but also the children were a little bit smaller in Jason Lives compared to some of, um, the, some of the kids on here. <laughs> if y'all could see Mike's face right now. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, it was the 80s and it was a, it was a different time. So I'm not going to draw comparisons. Yes, there's a lot, of, a lot to compare, but I'm not going to say which is better. I will say uh, what they done in this movie, um, I do enjoy that I wish Jason List would have done, but it's a Jason movie. And Jason movies, they mostly just focus on the counselors and Jason himself, where in this one, you have a little bit more to play with. Uh, one of the mm. things I'm going to name is, <clears throat> excuse me, one, one of the things I'm going to name is the atmosphere of this camp. I actually felt like I was in camp with these kids. Um, we got daytime and nighttime. Uh, so you got to experience crazy things that's happening in the daytime and also at night. And then when nighttime did hit, that's when, you know, yes. all the crazier shit happens. Um, we get to spend a little bit more time with the kids. Uh, so it was, it was, yeah, I can see where you development. Character development. We had that go. Friday the 13th doesn't do that. No. Which I guess is, that's not what it's. <laughs> it's supposed to be it's not a thing, it's supposed to know? just be a fun slasher so yeah i guess you don't need character development in those but this one it just feels better because they have that mm-hmm. i care about some of the characters in this uh, whereas friday the 13th i don't really give a shit about anybody in that yeah um like anybody could die and i wouldn't give two fucks exactly i mean i did like megan and jason lives like megan Child. was a fun, she was a fun character she Not was. the girl she put was. in the, the criminal in her coochie while driving. Who Listen, she don't even know if he's vibes, crazy or not. Vibes. Okay, okay. Listen, you breaking some man you just met out of jail. She is a teenager and she was having a good fucking time. You could clearly you can clearly tell she's a rebellious girl and she gave me my life. She's not a boring character. Y'all see, this is where I get confused. It's, it, somebody could be so boring. They're so boring. I don't like them. All they do is complain. Why? Then you have characters like Megan, <laughs> who's adventurous, who's fun, who like people love fun. and like, complain about that. She's fun. She's making jokes what about her she? father. She's making, she's having fun with Tommy. She's not taking shit too serious. Okay. Do do? I'll give her yeah. that. Like she's, she's an exciting uh, character. Like she's actually a breath of fresh air. In the Friday 13th series to me, where a lot of other characters are so, oh my gosh, what's going on? Jason's around. Like, you have characters like Chris, even though I like Chris, but she was a little annoying. Megan was actually a 
a character that I really, really enjoyed. So you she would get drinks with Megan. You you would go to the bar with I Megan would, and get some drinks 100%. with her. She's she's fun. She seemed like she's adventurous. I feel like she was just like, hey, let's do karaoke on the whim. You know what she gives me? She gives me like Libra energy. She just out there. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Well, I would hang out with Jenny. She seems more I knew normal. I going to say Jenny. I knew you were going to say Jenny. And it would be Jenny. fun. She'd be fun. Megan seemed like she's going to start some shit with some dude and you're going to get jumped by somebody because she don't know when to shut the hell up. Megan's that type of person. That's oh, what she's giving me in Jenny all of this. Is, she, Jenny is a buzzkill. I am a black Jenny, man. I Jenny cannot is just be running kill. around with your ass and you doing anything. No, she's right, not. See, everybody's sitting there trying to enjoy their fucking drinks. And she's talking about, oh my gosh, that poor kid, Jason. Like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine what he's gone through? <laughs> Bitch, I'm trying to enjoy my drink. You sitting here talking about Compassion. a kid that drowned. Not she's at, compassionate. Not, not at a bar when we're trying to have fun. Get the fuck out of here. I like Jenny. <laughs> I like Jenny. I like I like Jenny, but no, she was a buzzkill at that bar. I would have more fun with Megan. Megan, I would a lot. Dread. Tommy's annoying in this too. I just and I really liked this when I was younger. I liked this movie. But rewatching it, I was just like, I'm not really feeling either of them in this. I and I I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. They're telling you to shut the fuck up because you're all like <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking ah. up. No, I, I enjoyed it as a kid as well, and I still love it as an adult. Yes, Tommy is a little annoying, but I, it's a little different compared to all the other Friday Thirteenth movies because everybody's just not playing victim. Like Megan tried to help Tommy's trying to whoop Jason's ass, and the kills on Girl. here are incredible. So, yeah, he's the reason he came back. Child, this is the person that sit here loving fucking Jason Takes Manhattan when he's getting turned back into a little boy <laughs> after all this toxic waste. Get the get up. You know what? Let's go back to uh I Nightmare. think that anyway, was a vision. Yes. I think they it were wasn't. imagining that. I it don't wasn't. think he was really a Why? little boy. Why? Why would they imagine? Oh, look at him. He's so cute. After he just you don't to need to know why. Him, it's look, Friday the 13th. You don't need to know why. You don't need to know so any Mike, wise. Mike, Mike, so you're meaning to tell me a, a crazed killer is chasing through the streets of New York, right? You're stuck in the sewer and you're trying to get out. <laughs> and <laughs> this killer's trying to kill you. And he ends up getting drowned by this toxic toxic waste. And when they look back down at him, he's a child. So you're telling me to say, you're telling me that you're going to look back and be like, oh, look at him. He's a kid. Like, this is where we wish he was. Like, no. Like, nobody's thinking I, about no, him I being a fucking child. I would not so say why that. Why would they no. do that? After he was just trying to kill him. Like, why I would they think that? Why would that be a vision? On people... I can't speak on people who take boats to go, well, I don't know what the fuck it was again. Prom, graduation, whatever it was, but I can't speak on them people. All I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm saying saying is, I think Fear Street 1978 is what Jason lives. It should have been that kind of vibe. That's all I'm saying. Jason is a very no-nonsense killer. I, I need to see it. him kill. But you have to understand the time periods. Like you're you're talking like a um Gen Zer, and I'm not gonna oh. get that from you because you're also a millennial like myself. So therefore, you need to understand and appreciate what we have gotten in the 80s versus now. Oh, I love it. You know, 
it's a great concept. They tried. They couldn't do what they did. It was suspense. It was suspenseful for what they did with the children. The first Friday the Thirteenth movie with children. Now, years later, we pay homage to a movie. They could actually now do stuff like how what they wanted to do in a Jason movie. You know, true. It's we are allowed to do things. I'm calling now. bullshit though. I'm Why? calling bullshit. What year did Jason Lives come out? I think. I don't know. I think 86. Not sure. Okay. So The Blah, 1988. Killed a child right in front of us. Before but that's our different. Eyes. You just see the kid being melted. You're talking about violence, about a man in a mask with an axe or a machete chopping up children, body parts but flying all over the place. We didn't even see it in this one. We just got to hear the noises and hear the kids screaming, so we knew they died. They could at least do that. At least. That's all I'm saying. But we don't need to keep... Um, Child, you, know. you the blob. You just see this uh, this pink goo going over this kid. That's not <laughs> realistic. That's not going to happen. They're like, child, yeah, you can go ahead and do whatever you want with that because it's a blob. Like, who did you child? see his body? He was he was disintegrated, melted, everything. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense than a, Jason. I think it's different when you actually have a a, a human chopping up kids with a, a, an actual weapon versus an extraterrestrial being uh going over a kid. There's more of a chance of the Jason situation happening versus a blob. Melting the kid. I mean, maybe we we don't know these things. And the blob <laughs> is is an experiment that was sent into space and shot, which really confused me mm-hmm. when I rewatched that movie. <laughs> but don't be sending shit out of space and telling me it's an experiment from Earth. That confused the fuck out of me as a kid. But um, I would rather for it to be something from outer space going, coming to Earth. I mean, we got a lot of those movies, but you're sending something to outer space for it to come back to Earth, child, whatever. But yes, great concept. Yeah. What they're doing here, you know, I, I, I love Amazing. it. Amazing. This is why I love uh, 1978, because it reminds me of Jason Liz, but it is better as far as um, what they have done in this setting. And what they did as far as storytelling and even character development, like you mentioned. It does feel more like camp, like you said, because I feel like we got to see different aspects of an actual camp. I feel like with the with the other franchise, I'm not going to dive into that again. But it seems like it's like, oh, we're doing this before the, <laughs> the kids get here. Or, oh, uh, the kids are in the fucking... They sleep, child. They sleep. They in their fucking cabin going to sleep and everything's happening around them. This is just like we're seeing the day play out at camp. Yes. Um, we're seeing both, not just the counselors. We're being seeing the counselor. Ooh, counselors. The counselors. <laughs> that accent, honey. The kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you call them. The, the camp kids. Campers. Campers and counselors. Okay. Throughout the day. Um, so we get to, you know, get to know all of them. All right, I need to stop rambling. Okay, so Ziggy, she has a mishap with Sheila getting her armor. So she goes to see Nurse Lane, which, if you remember, in 1994, we meet a Nurse Lane. And this is the mother of Miss Ruby Lane, who is the singing lady with the, the, the blade, who is a little bow-legged or something. And, um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this bitch is singing, but it's, 
she drunk nice first melody. of all because she's slurring her words. <laughs> she she's slurring. She's bobbling. She can't yes. walk straight. <laughs> this is drunk. Her hair is like messy. <laughs> she's a vibe though. I liked her. I would actually like to see her story like play out. Like I would like to see mm. what Ruby Lane's life was like before she got possessed. And um, well, her mother said she was an angel. She was a yeah. doll growing up. And then one evening, she just went mad and killed eight people, including herself, that night. And uh, the nurse, she's saying really cryptic, weird things like, essentially, killing someone isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it's justified. Sometimes it's necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounded real crazy. Yeah. And Ziggy is worried about her because she's the only person that's ki- kind to her in the entire camp, including her sister. And then we get a moment with Tommy, Cindy. These names are going to take me out. Trying to remember all the Tommy, Cindy, and Nurse Lane. Tommy and Cindy are talking. Cindy's upset because, oh, my sister, she's ruining this, and I can't be a part of Shady Side. This real wham, wham, wham bullshit. I don't care about that much in this film, but it's part of her character. And Nurse Lane pops up like, what's good, bitch? I saw your name, ho. So I saw what you were about to do. So she tries to kill Tommy, and uh, which she is unsuccessful <laughs> doing that. And she gets carried away in the little gurney and taken away somewhere. And so now Cindy's trying to figure out, like, she must be in drugs. Why would she do this? You know, she's trying to figure out the mystery of why Nurse Lane would try to kill Tommy. Tommy's freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. You have the guy from Halloween 2018 is one of the counselors and is a friend of Tommy's. And Which I just I knew like, he was going to die. Yeah, me too. So what I will say is Nurse Lane was trying to get Tommy out of here. She was like, I seen your name on the wall, bitch, and you got to go. They got into a fight. He hit his head. Uh, they end up getting Nurse Lane out of here. The bowl from 2018, um, Halloween 2018, um, I was trying to find ways. To, <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to find ways, but I kind of found a way to uh, sneak in the love for Halloween up in here. So obviously he's from Halloween 2018, Color Wars mm-hmm. 1978. And then we get a scene when they're at the lunch room and they're playing Don't Fear the Reaper, which was also played on the first Halloween as well. So there's Ow. just a little bit of Halloween in here just a little bit i didn't even think of 78 until you literally just explained it like that either don't fear the reaper halloween and then he's also in the halloween movie but halloween 2018 but those three Mm. that's all i got so i was like oh this is cool (laughs) (laughs) but i knew he was going to die too though because i mean i don't know i feel like he well he did die in halloween 2018 in a fucked up way and he died in this movie in a fucked up way as well I had a feeling he was going to go. Okay, so we are also meeting a character named Nick, who is a little sweet on Ziggy. He likes her little rebellious ways. He likes that she's an outsider. So they're, they're, they're being a little cute and flirty, flirty with each other and all of that. And, you know, he's, we are hearing word, or we're hearing that he's going to be following his father's footsteps, who his father is, I believe, the sheriff of the town. Mm-hmm. Wait, not Shady Side, Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale. Yeah. He's the sheriff of Sunnyvale. And so he's going to be following in his father's footsteps. I don't know how old Nick is. 16, 17, something. Is he a counselor? He's a counselor, right? He is a counselor because Ziggy was yeah. like, 
this is my last year as a camper and this is your first year as a counselor. Oh. Uh, so there's some age, maybe she's 15 and he's 16 or something like that. Mm. Um, so he, the word legacy is being thrown around. So keep that in mind. Right. And we did already mention the wall and y'all should know this is a spoiler podcast by now. So what we do find out because Arnie, remember the man who was fucking with his dick in his drawers through the hole with uh, Alice. Alice is Cindy's friend or frenemy from the past that she snitched on. And we have Tommy. So we have this foursome. They are going, well, two of them are going to just get some drugs. And the other two are going to figure out why the nurse tried to kill Tommy. They find her diary and a map of the uh, camp, which also is the settlement of the union that was there in 1666. So they go to try to find uh, Sarah Fear's house or home. They come upon it. They go inside what looks like some underground lair, and they find Alice finds Tommy's name inscribed on the fucking rocks. It's rocks down. Yeah, along with other killers, with the other shady side killers. So we have Ruby Lane. Uh, I don't remember everybody's name. Milkman dude, little boy. Um, all of them, all of them, all of them, except the um the ghost face one because that took place in the future, not now. Right. And so Cindy's like, "Oh, you just wrote his name on here, whatever." But now Tommy's been acting a little funny ever since that moment. Yeah, with uh, Nurse Lane. So with Tommy, I do like when like he's with the kids and stuff. You can tell like after that moment with uh Nurse Lane that something's wrong with him. You know, he's dazing mm-hmm. out. He's hearing, uh, like, whispers um, of his name being Tommy. called. Yeah. And same thing with Cindy, which was interesting. I'm like, they're calling Cindy name too in some parts. But, um, yeah, and he's, like, being dazed out. And I remember first watching this. I was excited because I'm like, all right, I already know that he's going to possibly be, you know, the sack face, you know, mm-hmm. the Nightwing killer or whatever. But I just wanted to see how he's going to transition into that. And then when we got there, I like, all right, when, when, when we get in the sack, you know what I mean? We eventually get that too at the end. But <laughs> of course your mind goes there. Um, <laughs> I can't. Where do we so, get it? <laughs> so when they're down in the base, um, not the basement, but in the lair or whatever it is, um, and Tommy's just zoned out, zoned out and then uh they try to they try to leave because they didn't get no drugs or whatever and what's his name arnie artie arnie 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 Arnie. trying to get his attention like yo snap out of it and tommy just gets an axe and just what what right in the face and we see it Mm. we see every hit see all of it yes and you know obviously alice and cindy are like (laughs) They're losing their minds because Tommy just killed this man in front of them. Cindy's probably losing it also because, okay, this is my boyfriend. Which, hold up, because when C. Bourbon was talking about this in the very beginning, right, she said, mm-hmm. we got to camp and a week later my sister was dead. dead. So how the fuck are they together and they've only... Unless this... Okay, so never mind. The camp, the camp is where the town is. Wait, who are you talking about? Because I was wondering how y'all boyfriends already, boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I'm wondering how these people are already boyfriend and girlfriend within a week. Oh, well, they probably known each other. 
So they probably known each other for a while. They see each other, you know, before camp. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they have a life I outside of this. <laughs> I don't know. I need to see evidence of that. But um, <laughs> he's crazed. He's looking for blood. He goes after them. They're trying to escape, but they get caved in, basically. Um, although he doesn't. <laughs> so now my favorite part when he gets out and heads towards the camp mm-hmm. and um, this poor, poor boy, I don't remember his name, but he had like glasses oh, yeah. and he was like the overseer because both during the color wars are playing capture the flag and he has to watch over the, the, the sh- fuck these town names, sunny veilers. Yeah. And it was like, these were girls stuck in it. yeah, they were captured and they would give him all types of attitude, call them geeks and, Stuff like that. Yeah, did like, she tell him fuck off dirt or some shit? Yeah, like, bitch. She said fuck off nerd. Cause he offered her refreshments. He's like, Can I get you something to drink? And she was like, fuck off. I'm like, why are they so mean? Oh my gosh. Girl, he should fling shit at her or something. <laughs> um but in I her just, sleep. Yes. But I did feel bad because, you know, the the Sunny Deller, Sunny Vellers are uh rescued by the other ones because they kind of tricked the kid, you know, and they end up being tagged and they're able to run out. And the kid is left inside the cabin by himself. And then all of a sudden, Tommy just shows up bloody with an ex. And he just mm. walks up in there and just, uh, and you just, you feel so bad because again, like we don't know this kid, but just for the little time you have with him, you could just tell he's a sweetheart. And again, he's a child. Yeah. And the way that Tommy just walk, go up in there and just start swinging that X and you hear him screaming. And then that's all you need to, that's all you need yeah. to Yeah. All you need. I mean, it also adds an extra element of fucked, fucked upness. That's a word. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because he knows Tommy and he, he, he's basically like, oh, hey, hey, Counselor Tommy, what's up? Mm-hmm. You look a little strange. And he just wails on him and kills him. Yes. Which I think is a little more crazy because you know this person and they're just killing you and you have no idea why. Right. And little kids. Mm-hmm. But it was a bloodbath and I loved it. And <laughs> um, he's not the only child that gets it, by the way. So now yeah. there's a sex scene between a shady cider and a sunny veiler. And after the they get done, and it's, yes, the I captains. One is very yeah. uh, competitive. The other one, she's like, let's just do our best, you guys. Right. We might not be winners <laughs> in the game, but we're winner in our, we are winners in our hearts. And everybody was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was corny. I'm like, girl, come on. That's all you got to represent this team. Get the fuck out of here. So they are fucking, and they get done. And she was like, admit it. Sunny, shady siders are the best. He doesn't want to admit it, but I know it's true. I can just tell by the way he was <laughs> reacting. They, they got good pussy. Okay, and um, (laughs) surprisingly, though, so Tommy shows up there, too, and he fucks her up. But then, oh, boy, he gets out of it. He doesn't even know what happened. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused at this part. So he was in a shower, right? Because he, because she wants, she, first of all, she's a, uh, she always sparking up a a blunt. That's like her second time Mm -hmm. smoking, which I love, because you wouldn't expect her type of character to do that. So he's telling her to like put it out and stuff. So I'm assuming he went to go take a shower. She goes out, you know, uh, Tommy's there behind her and he like fucks her up. So at this point, is he in a shower when Tommy kills her? And I guess he gets out and realizes she's dead. 
and then that's when he kind of escapes. Because he's a, to be. Okay. Because he's not a shady sider, and Tommy's only killing shady siders, right? Shady siders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously he's or a sunny either. People who have shady side blood on them. Right. He's going after their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also fucked up. Um so at this point, the counselors are aware that there's like deaths going on. And they also fucked up Ziggy and Nick's whole makeout session, their whole oh, yeah. romantic mood they had going on. They're talking about Stephen King and all the stuff they liked and Mission liking Carrie. each other. Yes. <laughs> and that gets interrupted by the murders. And so they try to round up all the kids, get them to one place. And there was one point where they did a head count. And I think they said there's only 18 and they're missing mm-hmm. 30 kids. I was like, well, shoot, child, that's enough. Uh, the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running around in the dark after these damn kids. It's nighttime. That's your job as a counselor, though. You're supposed to look out for these kids. I signed. Where does it say I'm supposed to protect them from serial killers? Where does it say that on my contract? But I'm sure it says protect them for whatever. I think as an adult, or even if you're not an adult, you're still older than these kids. You have to, you know, put yourself out there to save them, you know? The children, they're our future, Mike, you know? And we have to... (laughs) (laughs) I believe the children are my future. (laughs) But no, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to put myself in the line of danger, but I felt like I would do it to save um kids because it's like, you know, they're they're children, you know, and it's you know, I would try my best to fight back. I feel like they can't go up against Tommy. Only another teenager can, you know, that might have the same type of strength. Uh so I just feel like it's your duty to protect them from get from whoever's trying to kill kill them. So um, yeah, I think I would do it. It'll be a risk, but. You know, I was wondering while watching this, like, I wonder, I kind of wanted the scene where, like, the counselors were at the point where more killers were coming out. Like, I think it would have been a cool scene to have the counselors and the killers go, like, head to head for a little bit, even though the counselors should probably die. But I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to see something along those lines to just show how strong the killers actually are. I mean, um, <laughs> but either way, I was bad that all these damn Sunnyvale's got on this bus and got away. These little right. bastards. And, I'll, and, and I wonder what's the name to die. What was his name? Is it Will? Whatever. One? The one that was fucking and he found what's the name dead. He was the one that drove the kids away and he was a dick too. Mm. He was, he but he was away. also a Sunnyvaler. So it wasn't just Yeah, not... but he still could have died. He could have gotten blood on him trying to save... Whoever he and then, definitely could have got her blood on him. He definitely yeah. could have if he went and touched her again. Mm-hmm. And I would rather somebody else get in the bus and save their children. Mm. But whatever. Uh, Cindy and Alice are still underground. They are making their way to the little outhouse area uh, because they figure there's a way to get out of there because people take a shit into a hole there. So we can crawl, which is fucking disgusting. But we can crawl up out of there. Um, they get there. I almost called her Max. <laughs> Ziggy and Nick trapped Sheila in the fucking outhouse and carried her with some bugs and shit. Which was great. She deserved that shit. She did. Yeah, she was. She deserved more. I think they should have had shit in that bucket, if you ask me. They should have had bugs and shit. Both. Ooh. How about that? Both. 
Gross. They go, so they go to let or Ziggy goes to um, she gets boy from 2018 Halloween. They go to get Sheila out. And then Ziggy hears Cindy calling out for help. So she sees her underground. But here comes Tommy busting up in there mm-hmm. and, and kills 2018 one more time. Chops his head off. Clean off. Completely off. His body falls down falls the hole. Through the which, hole. Who's, Ass is that big at that damn camp right, that that hole's that big. Body to fit through there. I was cracking up. I like how did his whole body fit in that hole? So that means if you're trying to take a <laughs> shit in there, it's a possible way that you might fall in. Fall in. <laughs> also, who? Let's think about this. Who goes down there and cleans up the shit? If anybody, like Nobody, because I, don't think so. I think it's just how long has this camp been here? Like, how many shits are being taken in this specific spot? And if nobody's cleaning it, I... <laughs> Well, Mikey, was on to something, because remember last episode, remember I mentioned the flies? Every time somebody's possessed, you say, well, flies yes. are attracted to shit. So while Cindy and Alice is down in this, you know, cave, they discover this blob thing that's kind of like, mm-hmm. obviously is alive and is moving. And when Alice put her hand on it, she seen she had a vision of all the past killers killing other people. And she even sees Cindy as a dead person. So she's freaking out. She ended up breaking her ankle. So therefore, she mm. can't really walk. But all these flies are attracted to this thing, too. So maybe that and the shit down there. So maybe that's why. <laughs> There is the fly. So maybe you were onto something in the first one because technically these killers are born from that blob thing that's covered in shit. So therefore, mm. <laughs> there's flies. <laughs> Have you seen that movie Dogma? The Kevin Smith I, movie? It's been so long since I've seen it. But, but, but the scene with Salma Hayek and well, we meet her and there's a shit demon in there. Oh my God. Like that's what I thought about when you just, when you just <laughs> said that. Gosh. But yes. Um, <laughs> I need to watch talk, but okay. These things are coming from this uh blob. Yeah, the the killers are manifesting from this blob thing covered in shit and flies. Um but yeah, and they also try to put a bucket down there tied to a rope. We forgot about that, for them to get on, which is can that actually happen? Because are they first of all, are they that strong to and can this bucket really hold a whole human being? Because they're on his bucket tied to a rope and Ziggy in 2018 is pulling this rope trying to get Alice up. Their big, a- their big asses should have broke that fucking bucket. Hello. It's not that strong. And how lazy of... Okay, old girl who busted her leg up, fine. But Cindy, girl, you can pull yourself with this rope. Don't be resting your ass on this damn bucket <laughs> thinking we're going to pull you up. We both right. need to be working to get you out of here. Yes. You don't you just need to... pop your ass down on this. Right. <laughs> you need to put a little bit of effort, honey, Uh-oh. because... <laughs> well, it didn't work out anyway because she was still stuck down there. and Well, they were both still stuck down there. And it didn't work. And Ziggy had to leave because Tommy was after her ass. Yeah, so we got a little bit of a chase scene going on. She's running. She sees the bus drive off. And I guess she's like, I can't leave my sister here. So let me run a little bit more. That's a really fuck. I mean, I like it that it isolates them a little bit, but I also kind of wanted more kids to die. But I like the isolation aspect of it. That was enough. I feel like because. All right. So Tommy also killed these 
Nao Sa'inus, when he killed these two kids, one was black and one was, um, I think, Asian. And it's just mm-hmm. like, so you're going to kill the other kids of color in here? Seriously? Like, that's what you're going to do? You can't, I mean, granted, he did kill a little white kid. But it was just... I mean, there was a lot of bodies at the end of this. I don't know <laughs> who the other he, ones were. I'm sure he done <laughs> he's done more. But, you know, I mean, Tommy was fucking everybody up. I will say, even when he killed them kids, I even felt bad for them because you just hear the sounds and the whooshing, like this, you know, oh. of the ex. And just, he was just getting these children out of here. And he wasn't um, even hitting them with one shot and killing them. It was like, no. I'm hitting you and I'm hitting you again and again. Yeah. So you keep hearing screaming. Because Imagine. when you see those kids, when you see those kids, you actually see body parts. I didn't realize that until this one, yes. this watch, where you see like a, a leg or an ankle, a foot. Um, and then you see, obviously, like, you know, blood and gore, like bits and pieces of meat. It was just, ugh. I wonder... Mm-hmm. If the parents sued the camp, whoever owns the camp, the parents who like lost their kids. I wonder if they they were shady siders who lost their kids. So they came up off of them with some money pursuing the owners of the camp. Mm. Who owns the camp? We need to know. The goods. goods? (laughs) I like how you both said it. The goods. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Although we have to about 60, 1666 because they're going a little if bit. If it's more. a park, maybe nobody owns it. I don't really know how that works. But it's not a park. Maybe that's because a, maybe that's a, it's state a mall. Thing. I mean, it's close to, well, it's near a mall um, because obviously when they go to the hanging tree, the hanging tree is mm-hmm. in the mall, which I have questions about too because when they're looking for the hand and shit, I'm just like, why would the hand still be in that spot after all these years and after the construction? for this tree to be in this mall, in the middle of a mall, you would think that they would uh, dig up new dirt, place the tree in a better mm-hmm. spot, or even keep the tree there. But I'm sure surrounded area, they will have to dig up at some point. I think that's absolutely insane that they built a mall around one fucking tree. Yeah. That ain't even that magnificent to begin with. Also, hanging tree, bitch. Hanging tree. <laughs> and we going to get in little... 1666. Yeah. Even though I know they were using that for witchcraft as well, I know I know it was used for other things, bitch. I saw black people in that town too. Yeah, there was black people, um, there, but they were they were keeping it cute. They didn't do much, so you're just gonna leave it as that. They didn't go that route. Uh, but yeah, I don't Ziggy. like the hanging tree. Ziggy's running, running, running. She puts the little radio on. Um, she's trying to lure Tommy. She's being smart about luring Tommy because she knows there's blood on her fucking shoes. Luring him into a space. Um, so he's in a little big-ass closet, whatever the fuck this is, this room, and he's walking towards the direction of the footprints. She tricks him, but the music stops. He hears her. Boom, bing, bam. Pops her ass as she's, <laughs> she's on the ground. But she gets the sack on his head. And so, and I love watching it because she pulls it so hard that mm-hmm. when he turns around, you can see the indentation of like eyes and a nose and a mouth. And we finally yeah. see the sack killer. All right. I guess. All right. So that was pretty cool because I liked how that's how we we're introduced to, you know, the Nightwing killer, the sack, you know, the Jason Voorhees from part two in this. But a burlap sack is not going to stay 
that form when you pit over somebody. He was sweaty <laughs> and covered in blood. True. <laughs> But it looked like it literally molded to his face. This is like, ooh, the witch was just like, ooh, this is a good look. Let's keep it on. He didn't even try to take it off. Like, I feel like he would try to take it off because you can barely see over a burlap. Also, set. yeah, how does he see through it? But I guess through mm. the whole, I don't know. But maybe that's just. But thing. why would he want to do that? It's a good question. Good luck. I guess he was just like, you know what? This is actually pretty dope. And I forgot, we mentioned Friday 13th earlier, but. On this watch as well, there's a slight scene where it's really small, but they actually play like a Friday 13th track. Well, it sounds like a Friday 13th track. It's kind of just like a, um, you know how in every Jason movie it has that, like that kind of like, it's literally like the Friday, if when you hear it, you just know it's Friday 13th because it's literally in every movie. It was something similar like that in this one here, which was pretty dope. I just wanted to throw that out there. So they were doing a good job. Between that and the fourth season of Stranger Things, I think they did a really good job with the references. Mm-hmm. With that, well, I mean, being kind of obvious, but not too obvious, but like not too on the note. Right. I appreciate that. I do. I do. Yes. Ziggy is screaming and running. <laughs> Cindy overhears this and she gets some like Wonder Woman strength because she's trying to kick this fucking that adrenaline baby from the ground. Yeah, she was kicking the shit out of it. She was like, I need to get up out here and save my sister, who I called a monster earlier. Those cannot be my last words to her. Right. You're not my sister. You're a monster or some shit like that. And Ziggy was just like, oh, well, you're not the last one to call me that. That's what they call me. And she opens the door and it literally says monster and witch and all that in her room. Which I was kind of like, so you saw this and you didn't think to yourself, I need to check some of these bitches since I am the older sister. Exactly. Like, come on. I feel like if the roles were reversed, Ziggy would do that for her. But mm. I feel like Cindy is just so caught up in her own world that she doesn't care. Yes. I, what was her thing? I just, I thought if I could fix it, I wouldn't be a right. shady son. Oh, oh my shut gosh. Up, girl. Look at my polo. <laughs> Look, got this on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I will say, she comes completely around and wins me over at this point in the movie because now she's like, fuck it. Okay, so Tommy's about to kill Ziggy and Cindy, who froze earlier in the movie when Nurse Lane was was trying to kill Tommy. Cindy stabs the... Well, stabs him a good two, three times, something like that. Takes him out, or so we think, at this point. Oh, Her and Ziggy are embracing. They're crying. They're doing their little... Uh, making little jokes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. They're bonding. Not the time for this. Uh, Loke, I don't know if we need to blame Alice for this, honestly, but um, Alice pops up, and she found the hand of Seraphir because apparently in the lore of this curse, Seraphir's body and hand were separated, and if you return them together, that will end the curse. So she found the hand underground where they were at. She brought it and they're trying and they figure that the body is um, near the hanging tree. Mm -hmm. So their plan is we need to save Shady Side. We need to put this hand on that body. Reunite the body um, parts together. And it'll unite them. Mm -hmm. However, Ziggy is bleeding. 
and she bleeds on the hand. So now she has seen Seraphir and Seraphir has seen her. So now these hoes are going to come after fucking Ziggy. So I don't know if we should blame Al. I Loki, I guess she was she was helping, yeah. but not really, bitch, because they would have probably been all right. Had she not brought this damn hand over here? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they were still, they would have kept coming. But it would have just, it would have just been Tommy. It wasn't until mm. the blood came out, all the other fucking killers decided to come out. Mm. They could have jumped Tommy probably and been all right for a little while. Yeah, and found a way out or something. There's got to be another bus. No, I think it was just that one. <laughs> 30, let me think. 30 kid, 30 plus 18, 48 kids. Yeah, maybe not. It's probably the only bus. Yeah. There's got to be another vehicle somewhere to get up out of there. It can't just be one bus. Well, maybe it, there was, and they just, I don't know, somebody took it because they, I don't, child, I don't know. It was just one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just thing. run down the street. You know, the whole thing is when I be watching these movies, and they, people feel like they're so stuck in their little area the little location no bitch i'm sure there's a street you can run down i'm sure there's another mm-hmm. town that you can run to y'all f- i feel like y'all just feel like y'all stuck in this one area and y'all not y'all can get out y'all can fucking get in out open y'all road. choose not to open road you might come across somebody that might help you mm-hmm. that's one thing that people give Sally on texas chainsaw massacre that bitch ran out to an open road and got fucking help sort of <laughs> I mean, it's so I can see that work. Tommy's going to run after you, though, because Tommy can run. I guess Leatherface could, too, and his family. Uh, But like, I can see that working for killers who like I can see that working with a Michael Myers, especially. I never understood why people did not just go down a fucking like Allison, although she would go to houses. But just go down a damn street. He's just walking after you. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. Going down the street. That's it. Um, I know, easier said than done, right? You'll get tired. But <laughs> I understand your point. So the three of them are there. They decide we need to end this tonight. Alice gets taken out immediately. <laughs> that was fucked up. She's and I felt so bad because she was like, you're not going to take this from me. Like, I want to be a part of this, whatever. <laughs> Tommy just comes. And you literally... And this is one thing I like about this too. Like, when he hits people with an X, you actually see it. And he swung mm-hmm. that shit and hit her in chest. And she was just like... <laughs> And the thing with his axe is it doesn't get stuck in body parts. I always assume when you hit someone with an axe, it'll get stuck a little bit. You got to force it out. Right. And I've never, I've never axed anybody before, so I don't really know if that's how it works. But mm-hmm. that's just how my head works. But anyway, she's yeah. dead. So now the two of them decide they need to run off. Wait, no. And that's try when to go. Uh, Cindy had enough. So she took the fucking shovel and shoves it in Tommy's <gasps> neck. Yeah, and she chops and she chops his fucking head off. She hit a quick flashback of her, you know, her her, her beautiful Tommy, but she was like, "Fuck this shit," and she put it in his neck and knocked his whole well, chopped his whole fucking head off. Amazing final girl shit. Yeah, so then this is when the fucking killers was coming up from the fucking thing. So Ruby Lane was coming out, the little boy was coming out, Milton uh, was coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for her, but. All these killers come out, and then this is when they like run to the hanging tree with the hand. And it's like, bitch, how do you even know where the, where the body's buried? Like, you just Thank you. the whole entire spot. Y'all go to this one area and just so happen to find a rock that said the witch lives forever or something. 
And I'm just like, how do you, like, you didn't even check the rest of the land. So how do you know if it's not on the other side of the tree? Mm. <laughs> yeah, literally, we dug, what, one hole? That's <laughs> a rock. I don't know where you thought you, what amount of time you thought you were going to have to do this while you're being chased by killers. You got horrible. the little boy with the bat. You got fucking Tommy run back. Apparently back, he can glue his fucking head back onto his shoulders. So he's running after these running. bitches. You got Ruby Lane sitting there, you know, switching, just casually just walking <laughs> up. The milkman is just like, you know, casually just walking up with his little blade or whatever. I'm just like, these killers are ready to fuck y'all up. And y'all sitting here taking y'all time. Like, I would and have to it's so up. fucked up. Because their hope is just gone. Because they find this fucking rock talking about the witch lives on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it's just kind of like, well. But Cindy, she bucks up. She's like, they're after you, so you better run. So Cindy's going to do her big sister shit. Try to defend her. I wish we got a little bit more. Like, I was wishing we got, like, a, she popped one of the other killers a few times, and then you, Tommy you live came for a up. fight. You just want, you love, for, love, you love a, a brawl. Like, you just want a fight. I, not, well, not, not everybody's going to want to fight. <laughs> I love a final girl. Cindy, but at that point, she had so much adrenaline. She was fed up. She had to save her sister. So I wanted to just see, I wanted, her hand to shove inside somebody's throat. She was that angry and she was trying to protect the sister. But well, we she was caught off got. guard. She was caught off guard because I mean, when, yeah. when she turned around, she already hit the fucking X. Like, like, what can you do? And then the fucking milkman just like ran up on fucking uh, uh, Ziggy. I do like this part, though, because the whole... Usually I don't like slow motion stuff. Depend, it depends on how it's done. Uh, but I like this slow motion scene where, you mm-hmm. know... There, she's getting hit, and then the milkman runs up on Ziggy, and when he like she's getting head. What? You say she's getting head? No, I don't think I said that. I think I, I could swear I said she was getting fucked up. She's get hit. <laughs> Did I say hit? She's getting hit. It sounds she's like head hit, to me. Well, she's getting well. <laughs> oh, well, because your accent too. I think you said hit. Head or something like that. Head. Yeah. Real quick, our accents are, it's like an eh on a lot of the st- uh, <laughs> stuff that we said. So I could see how it, it probably would sound like <laughs> head. Um, she got hit. <laughs> hit. <laughs> I mean, that would have been another way to, to, to divert some attention from your sister. <laughs> Give a little head. I'm dead. They're not, those killers are not dealing with that. But I like the slow motion when the milkman runs up on Ziggy and like when he slices her, she does like mm-hmm. a turn, a twirl, and then like falls down. Like I feel like that was a cool shot. And they were just getting fucked up. Like Cindy was getting the X to her chest. Uh, yeah. Ziggy was getting stabbed on the side by the milkman. And I'm just like, well, what is fucking Ruby and the little boy doing? They just sitting there watching. Yeah. I, this whole scene, even though it was cool, I was wondering, like, most of them don't run. So I'm a little confused why y'all didn't think, let's run, instead of swinging on them first. Also, right. they came from the same spot, so how the fuck y'all get surround us like this in different directions? <laughs> right. Versus well, y'all all coming from the same direction. 
They but, made from um, a pile of goo, so they could just pop up. They literally are born from this goo thing, so they literally could probably just... And Tommy got his head chopped off, and how the fuck he got his head back together and start running after motherfuckers, like... That fast. Yeah. I... And um, so they're both being killed, basically. Mm-hmm. And I, Cindy mentioned something about, I won't let us be apart again, or something like that. And she yeah. said, you as she's being chopped... Tommy is fucking her chest up. I'm like, how is she still alive? <laughs> Right. He's going wailing on her chest, which I'm confused by still because she's not Ziggy. So why are you killing her this hard? But he's going in on her chest and she, you hear her muttering the words to Ziggy next to her. They're both looking at each other being killed, which is yeah. sad. I was mad as fuck at this part because I was really wanting Cindy to survive. <laughs> I was really wanting well, her to live. Well, all right. So I feel like for Tommy, like he was like, bitch, you chopped my head off. So this is what you're going to get. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm not after you, but now was war, bitch. You want to chop my head off? I got you. Yeah. Um, so he so he went after her and killed her before, I guess, revenge. But in this whole movie, I think we were um we were it was made for us to think that Cindy is actually C. Berman because Cindy right. Berman and her sister is called Ziggy. So, and obviously that's clearly a nickname, but maybe she was born as Ziggy. Who knows? They were trying to throw us off. So we're thinking the whole time that this is possibly C. Berman. But come to find out, Ziggy's real name is Christine or something. So, yeah. Christine Berman, Berman. So I'm like, okay, so Ziggy survived this and not Cindy. Yeah, she so like survived. A little twist. Nick, Nick basically resuscitated her, brought mm-hmm. her back. And she's she sees her sister being carried away, so she's gone. And Nick's little flip flopping ass, the cops are asking him what's going on. He's like, "No, it wasn't. It wasn't a witch." Which I guess you can't really tell some people that because they're not going to react well. Yeah, it was kind of like you. Remember, I asked you that question. I'm like, "Well, remember I sent you that video of the aliens?" And I'm like, "Well, what would you do?" If an alien was in your backyard, like in that video, and you said that oh. you wouldn't call the cops, <laughs> you would say that it's something else. So, I mean, because they would think you're crazy and they wouldn't come. Versus, yes. so you have to make up a lie. But with Nick, I think that he obviously wanted to, I don't think right. it's the fact he didn't want nobody to, He he. I don't think it was because he didn't think anybody was going to believe him. It's just that because he knew that he wanted to move up. He knew what he, he knew. He knew what yeah, he, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So he was kind of just going to save that for the next episode. Yeah, and I like Nick and Nick and um throughout the 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 movie until this part happened. Unfortunately, Nick is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Oop>. <laughs> you can't trust them. Niggas ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, so we get to the end of that. At this point, so now we're getting flash forward to back to 1994 with Christine, Dina, Josh, and Sam, who's tied up. Why y'all still trying to say this girl? I don't know. But um, let her go. Uh, let her they let go. Chris- <laughs> they let Christine know we we got the uh, we know what the body is. So, girl, where's the hand at? So we can get this done. So we see that the hand is at the hanging tree, which is located inside the mall, which we saw in 1994 when um, in the opening when the girl's being chased. 
so they go and get the hand, and now they're going to the woods where they left the body. I'm sorry, this part annoyed me too. Because how they knew which area to dig in to find the hand, it's not like they cut to that scene, right? And you see different spots been dug up. Like they made an effort mm. to check every spot. They literally checked one spot and filmed the hand. I'm just like, come on. Like maybe Christine told them. No, I don't know. I'm in my head. I'm thinking maybe she's taking a few trips to the mall just to make sure like things haven't been moved around or something. So you think she probably sat there casually and was just digging like. Hmm. But oh, now that I'm there. thinking about it, it's kind of dumb because they dug the hole. They dug a hole there. Mm-hmm. So somebody had to bury the fucking hand again for it to be there. Well, there's a scene when it was raining, because remember at the end when they were like picking up Cindy <sighs> yeah, and stuff? You yeah, see the hand yeah. fall into the puddle and with the mud. So I mm. guess it got covered up with the mud and the dirt and stuff. And I guess it dried mm. over. So, yeah, I think that's what it was. But still, after all that time yeah, and construction and... Why would the hand still be at that spot? It just didn't it didn't make any sense. Especially for it to be, it's like, and they didn't even dig a deep enough hole. Like I can understand if the um hand was like in deep, but it wasn't in deep. It was mm-hmm. literally like after two digs, it was sitting right there. Playing just the tip with the hand. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, um, I feel like they have to have people, especially in that mall, to change out the dirt every now and then to keep the uh the tree like fresh and alive and stuff. So it's just I know we guys, I don't want y'all thinking we're digging too deep into it, but come on. Like, realistically, that's no, the hand should not be there. Explain it away. (laughs) That hand should not be there. I mean, Tommy Jarvis shouldn't be there and Jason lives, but we're not talking about that now, are we? He should be locked up. What is your Um, issue with Jason lives and Sydney from Scream? It's just like the stuff that's like just popular and people that love so much. It's just like. Girl. Is Jason Lives the most popular one? One of the most popular ones. It's like a, a one of I the. I could see one favorites. of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like I could see that. It's up there. I wonder why though. I like. I really want to know why that's one of the because everything I just explained in the beginning, literally the concept of kids. Even though kids aren't being killed, it's the suspense from when we were younger watching that. That oh shit, that could be me. Or is he going to kill these kids or not kill these kids? We now know we now know that he's not going to do it because we've seen the movie a gazillion times. But it's all of that. And then also the music slaps. Like, come on. And then the kills were all... Mm. I don't know. It was just a different concept. It was a different concept compared to the other movies. And then also it was the first movie with Jason coming back because the movie before that one was New Beginning. New Beginning right. didn't have Jason. With the imposter. Yes. And this one brought Jason back and Tommy back. Which confuses me even more. So y'all knew there was an imposter as Jason in the last movie. And you drive your happy ass escaping some hospital out here to dig up Jason's real body. It's Girl, sit down, Tommy. Sit down. How did we end up back here? Can we just talk about I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> So they find the body. They they bring the hand to the body. Dina's nose is bleeding. And now she has seen Sarah Fear. And she's traveling back in time consciously. And, and the body of Sarah Fear, it looks like. 
And that is the end of the episode. And then we get a little. Well, see, uh, Berman preview. calls Nick. She was just like, I want to speak yes. to Nick. She's like, bitch, I got some shit to tell you. Well, talk to you about. So mm. he turns around and I make, I guess he makes a trip somewhere. We don't know until the next one. Uh, but yeah, C. Berman and Nick got some unfinished business, clearly. They do have some unfinished business. Um, Dina has some unfinished business. While watching this, I was like, she there's something. Oh, she has like the grit of a final girl, I would like. But there's no... There's no like care in what she's doing. She literally is just reacting and doing shit and not. You talking about Dina? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what it is because she has the like the courage and shit that I like, but she don't give a fuck about nobody. This at least in this one, she was like, "No, Josh, don't don't come down there. I'll go do it." The first one, she didn't give a fuck. Well, clearly because her well her girlfriend is possessed, so clearly she's gonna be all over Josh now. Before she didn't give a fuck because all she was worrying about was fucking Sam. But now that mm. Sam is possessed and her friends are dead, the only person she can care about is her brother at this point. But I get what you're saying about Dina. Um, she reminds me of Ziggy in this, but Ziggy, we care about Ziggy <laughs> um, because mm. she's obviously being bullied and stuff like that. But she also has this fire about her that I think we actually enjoy where Dina, like you said, she has that fire and stuff, but she just... Is the cares- carelessness with her. And I feel like if she had a tad bit of emotion, just a tad bit of emotion, uh, and I feel like we would like her and less annoying because she she's kind of annoying. I feel like if she didn't even have a girlfriend, I think she would have been better. She's so wrapped up in this girl that she just, ugh, whatever. But yeah, I get what you're saying. She would make a great final girl. It's just that she's very annoying and... Like you said, her carelessness is just taking us all out of it. So I need her to be like a Ziggy. Be like a Ziggy. Yeah. So we get to the end. Of the, that's the end of the fucking episode. Or, or movie. <laughs> um, so that's the second of the trilogy. Yes. Uh, so we, up until this point, we learned about the curse in 1994. The curse comes into being with, with through Sam. Second movie, we get a flashback to see how it how it um not began, but um how uh C Berman got involved in this, how Christine got involved in this to begin with. In the next movie, we're gonna take a look into Sarah Fear's life and see how the birth of the curse came to fruition. Yes. I love stuff like this. Um I remember there was an episode, actually this was like a, a, a an event too. Are You Afraid of the Dark did a a few episodes called The Silver Sight, I believe. And actually, it's funny because um, JT from Degrassi was in it. He plays like this little weird demonic kid. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. And he plays like this creepy kid. And he ends up turning into this monster at the end of that episode. And he was like scary looking. But I like that one because it was just like a whole journey and a whole um, like discovering new um, mysteries and all right, so this curse has happened. So let's find out why let's go on. Let's go on this adventure to find out why. And they discover all these different things and clues and stuff. Like I love shit like that. So for us to um, visit 1666 and discover the truth about Seraphir and what actually happened and why this curse began and how this curse began. Um, a lot of people give this 
movie shit just because they feel like it's the most boring. And it is, but it's still entertaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is kind of boring, but I like the reveal of different things. So I do get right. It, it ties everything together. Yeah, I like a good tie-in. And it ties everything together. Um, and it's pretty cool. We'll talk about it once we get there, because there are some things I wish they changed a bit. But I did enjoy 1666. Um, I liked all three of these movies. It's just that we obviously have our faves. Correct. Um, obviously, I would recommend... I mean, I can't really just recommend this movie or recommend the trilogy to watch because you kind of need to. Yes. At, well, okay. This is a standalone movie in my mind if you take the curse aspect out of it. Uh, if you don't focus so much on that, it could be a standalone, but you really should watch all three movies for completion. But I loved it. Kid deaths, blood, uh, 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 curses, um, sex, uh, uh, camps. I just it's it's <laughs> 80s horror to me, even though it takes place in 78, but it's 80s horror. <laughs> no, it is to me. You know, I'm the 80s horror hoe. So I just I loved it. I loved it. It pulled no punches. So what would you rate it? Because we didn't give our ratings for this one yet. I'm rating this a four out of five. I'm okay. definitely rating 78 a four out of five. It is fun. I won't get tired of watching it like I will with a movie I won't name that we talked about earlier. But um, like why? Like I can see myself getting tired of watching 94. I could see me getting tired of watching 1666. But 78, I could watch uh, way more often. Okay. And it has the sister that I love a sibling element in a horror movie because it cuts out all that romantic bullshit, even though you had some a smidgen of that in this. But I love focusing on siblings because it's still a, a relationship you're focusing on, but it's a different type of one. Yes. Um, I agree. I love a sibling relationship in a movie. Um, that's why I love Evil Dead 2013 so much because I love the relationship between Mia and David, even though it's barely there, but you can tell that he's doing his best to protect her. And this one, um, you can tell Cindy's Cindy's trying a little bit. She's asking Ziggy's Ziggy questions, but she's not trying hard enough to defend her sister. And I like the um the development that we get between these sisters by the end they have each other's back and you know they realize some things yes. it's a little too late so i do love that element i, I was a monster mm-hmm. you were my monster and i was like oh my god oh look at you i didn't cry but in my head <laughs> that's what was happening <laughs> i'm cracking up but um Yes. And then, like you said, the whole feel, the 70s vibe, even those 80s, but the 70s vibe, I actually felt like we were in it. The characters were great. They were fun. The kills were cool. The killer was like just insane. And it's a perfect movie to watch, even if you don't want to watch the first one and the third one. Um, you can, like you say, this is a good standalone, even though you still may have questions because you're like, oh, what's the deal with this curse, whatever. But I feel like you could watch this by itself if you really don't care about any of it. If you just want to see mm-hmm. um, a slasher and people getting hecked the fuck up, then put it on. Skip skip the first few minutes and the last few minutes, and you're yeah. perfect. And you're good. Um, so yes, I agree. I can keep watching this. Um, I, I will never get tired of watching this one. It's such a good time. I would like to... I'm not going to keep watching it, though, because I want to still um, you know, keep that 
this movie away. So I, when I rewatch it again, I'm just like, oh shit, the feels again. I love this movie. Uh, so yeah, I'll give it a four and a half. I think I gave the last movie a four. I give this one a four and a half. Uh, it's nearly perfect to me. Um, the only thing is, I wish that they did a little bit more as far as um. I'm not going to say the kids being killed, but I will say I want to get to know a little bit more from the kids. Like, I want to know a little bit more about the kids' relationships, just a teeny bit. Um, just so when they are killed, I want to feel that extra, like, oh my gosh, no. Because I felt sad. <laughs> I felt sad, but like, I mm. want to feel more sad because I got to know them. Like, maybe the kid with the glasses, maybe we see him being bullied, or maybe we see him actually having a cool relationship with Tommy, and that was like his work, but uh, like his little buddy that helped him out and solve problems with him. And then for Tommy to turn back and kill him, that would have been like, fucked up so oh yeah 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 yeah. so kind of like you know uh, a relationship with the kids a little bit more so you can get that little extra punch so when he does die or when the kids do die um you you feel a little bit more bad for them but other than that yeah four and a half is a great movie great movie yeah definitely check this out um thank you again for your support and for listening all the way through y'all are real ones for that um, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at people underscore scares. Um, if you would like to have us guest on the pod or, or excuse me, your pod, or you want to come on for season three, just let us know in our DMs. Uh, I mean, rate this point. Subscribe, but rate us on Apple Music. I say Apple Music. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, five stars write a review um, and also Spotify but definitely rate us everywhere we would greatly appreciate it yes let it give us let us know what you're thinking how you're feeling and um <laughs> play that on the outro yeah <laughs> <laughs>